0: Rod Serling. You're listening to The Zero Hour. Rest your eyes. Exercise your imagination. Today, Kim Weisscroft's study of cinema murder comes to life. Play Pigeons. In the mutual broadcasting system presentation. This is your hour. Brought to you by the Ford Motor Company, also by Sign Off, tablets and spray, Beachnut on chewing tobacco, and international harvester. downs with a Ford car buyers report. Car buyers today are giving serious thought to the real cost of car ownership. Not only purchase price but operating economy and trade in value. What about operating economy? Well, consider gas mileage. Lots of Ford LTD owners have discovered that adjusting how they drive results in surprisingly good gas mileage and consider maintenance. The estimated average cost for 50,000 miles of normal driving in the 74 LTD versus the 73 LTD can be as much as $182 less in scheduled maintenance. Compared to its nearest sales competitor, LTD maintenance schedule specifies fewer spark plug changes, fuel filter changes, and chassis lubes for more savings. The 1974 LTD is the best-selling car in its price class. Evidence that for many, it's the best solution to owning a full-size car. The well-made Ford. The closer you look, the better we look. Today, a story set in the make-believe world of movies. That gray area where reality wavers between fact and fiction. Actors are a strange lot. We tend to view them in two ways as the characters they portray on celluloid, and as real people. But in both cases, they seem larger than life. We're about to meet Millie Clay, a woman whose job it is to funnel our interest into the personal phase of actors' lives. Millie Clay is a gossip columnist. She calls her column, and we call our story, Clay Pigeons.
1: When dear friend Norman Sharnoff invited me on location for his new picture, little did I dream how much action I would see both on and off camera. Norman's directing Bees in a Bonnet here in the Mojave Desert, and his co-stars, luscious Paul Helms and sultry Robin Albright, have been doing their best to render the title an undis statement. Well, today for the first day in five, shooting ran according to schedule. But the moment the cast and crew broke for supper, the buzzing began in earnest.
0: Norman, <laughs> you've got to send her home. Millie Clay's poison on a picture. She thrives on our agony. Look, Herb, we need the publicity. We don't need the kind she'll give us. The way Paul and Robin are carrying on, she'll kill us. We'll never get the picture finished. Yeah, we'll only be here five more days. I can handle Millie Clay. Come on. Let's get a drink before our star taps us out. Go get me another bottle, will you, Mitch? You're not through with that one yet. Come on, Paul. Lay off that stuff. You're a juice. I want to go unconscious. It's the only way I can stand making these rotten pictures. Let's go over your lines for tomorrow. What are you, my fairy godmother? Mitch, all you've got to do is fall down when I'm supposed to and take a punch now and then. You're not being paid to give advice. You're the star. You bet I am. Now, go get me another bottle. I'm telling you, the studio's not going to be happy with Paul's performance. He's got to dry out. Now, look, Herb, you're the link in the pipeline, huh? And tell them what they want to hear. They'll scream about the budget anyway. Why cause them further upset over something so trivial as a personality clash on the set? Can I help it if their stars hate each other's guts? Don't look now, but Miss Happiness just walked in, and she's breathing fire.
2: Norman, I have to talk to you.
0: Alone. Oh, yes, I was just leaving. See you when the sun comes up. Yes, Robin, dear, what is it?
2: You know perfectly well what it is. Paul Helm. Now, so how do you expect me to play the lover of a man I despise?
0: You're an actress. Think of it as a challenge, honey.
2: I signed for this picture because you were directing. I wanted to work with you.
0: And you are doing just marvelously. I know how
2: Paul can be. I'm a professional, and I demand to be treated as one.
1: But just ignore him, honey.
2: You try ignoring somebody who's constantly pawing at you, making snide remarks. It's affecting my performance. Now,
0: Robin, you are perfect for the part. I've said that all along.
2: Norman, I don't know how I can go on.
0: Oh, well, you'll show us both in the morning, honey. Now, you try to get some sleep. I'll talk to Paul.
2: And please keep Millie Clay away from me. Yes, I will.
0: Uh, You know, Robin, after we finish the picture and the critics tell us what geniuses we are, you'll laugh at how serious this all seems right now. Bees in a Bonnet is going to be a super movie in spite of Paul Helms and Millie Clay and everything else.
2: Oh, Norman... Do you really think so?
0: No, I don't think so. I know it will.
1: Well, it was another eventful day in the making of what will probably be one of the most uneventful movies of the year. (laughs) For Norman Sharnoff's sake, the dear man, I hope the filming is concluded briskly and without further incident. More Clay Pigeons tomorrow, M.C.
0: Tough.
2: That's
0: it for the day. On oh, the day. That's good for the sun. We still have the light. Thank you, Robin.
2: You were sensational. Oh, thank you, love. It was easy playing that scene without the added burden of my leading man. Robin, darling. Oh, hello, Millie.
1: No, I mean you don't mind if I pick your star's brains, do you? Well, you better ask her. They're brains. Uh, is uh, Mitch up on the second floor yet? Tell me, darling... A dear friend of mine tells me that your ex is about to remarry. Would you care to comment? Uh, something I can quote, of course. Move
0: those bones. We need this area clear. Oh and I can't find Paul. we got revised pages for him. Yeah, Try the trailer, the one with the food. Yeah, right. All right, let's move it. Last shot of the day.
2: Now, please, Millie, can't it wait? Darling, I'm offering you equal time. Well, I'd rather not comment for publication. Now, if you don't mind... I'd like to change. Oh, just one question. Oh, all right.
1: (laughs) A little bird told me that someone on the set has been carrying a torch for you for a long time. I I take it that it's
2: not Paul Helms. (laughs) You'd better change the newspaper in your bird's cage, sweetheart.
0: All right, Lenny, now get it in one take if you can. It's a straight drop. You'll be coming through the open window, hit the awning, which will collapse. Then he jumps to his feet. He takes a few steps towards the door, and that's all we need.
1: Norman, uh, your starlet is not very cooperative today. Uh, please, Millie, not now.
0: Right, quiet, everybody! Later! These are not on that window, fall exterior, sir. Take one. Rolling. Action! What Cut! Who oh, close that window?
1: Please, Later. Looks like your son, man,'s shaken up. What's the matter with you, mate? You're
0: missing
1: your name. Norman. He's hurt. Oh, no. Mitch, you all right? Mitch.
0: What the devil's going on? Paul? 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 This is Paul Helms, He's dead.
1: Oh, my goodness, he's dead.
3: I work big and ditch, and I'll never get rich, but I've learned me a lesson or two. You judge a good man by the dirt on his hands, and beach nuts at the back of his Since I was a kid, the thing that I did helped teach me what I'm telling you. When you fight it's to win, when you're right, don't give in, and beech nuts at the back of your being raised around here is they raise you on beechnut, nuts, you and tobacco. Like they say, beech nuts, but tobacco to chew, because it just keeps on getting better, moister, more satisfying. Beech nuts, all you ever need to learn about chewing tobacco. Now, poppy might yell, but he taught us kids well, and most things he said I still do. I live by my word, don't repeat what I've heard, and beech nuts, the tobacco, I chew.
0: It was murder, Mr. Charnot. Helms was dead before the fall. Are you sure, Sergeant Talon? Positive. Death was caused by a blow to the left temporal bone. He hit the ground on his right side and broke his shoulder. So somebody threw Paul out the window? That's right. Uh, what's the stuntman's name? Uh, Vargas. Mitchell Vargas. You haven't seen him? No. And you think he did it? Can't say. You said the Helms wouldn't win any popularity contests. You'd have to wait in line to hate him. The public loved him, though. Well, somebody hated him bad. Somebody here. The area's sealed off. We've already questioned the crew. Anybody else see it happen? Uh, yeah, yeah. A gossip columnist, Millie Clay. Oh, is she here? That's her typing. No fooling. Hey, my wife reads her column all the time. You want to talk to her? Sure do.
1: I've never hated a man more, Robin said to me, not five minutes before Paul Helms plunged to his death. Director Norman Sharnoff was visibly shaken. Oh, yes. Millie,
0: the police are here.
1: They want to talk to me?
0: Uh, Miss Clay, I'm Sergeant Rich Taylor. I'm heading up the investigation here. Uh, Maybe you could throw some light on the situation. i will
1: be glad to do anything I can, Sergeant Taylor.
0: Uh, My wife, Yvonne, reads your column all the time. Oh,
1: well, I'm glad. Now,
0: Millie, you're not going to print this, are you? Well, why not? Well, you can't. That's why not.
1: Norman, I'm surprised at you. Well,
0: I'm afraid you can't print this, Miss Clay. Not until we're through with the investigation, anyway. Could get you in trouble.
1: Well, I'll be in bigger trouble with my editor if I don't phone this in.
0: Hey, I'm sorry, but I can't let you do that. We've got to keep the lid on this thing for now. Well, we'll see. Millie, uh, Miss Clay, you saw the man fall?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Did you happen to notice anyone in the window before or after Mr. Helms came through it?
1: No, sir, I didn't. Have you seen
0: Mitchell Vargas since that time? No, again. Do you have any idea who might have killed
1: Mr. Helms? I have lots of ideas, but I'm saving them until you're through with your investigation. Well, Millie, please. (laughs) Well, uh, thanks for your trouble, Miss Clay. No trouble, Sergeant Taylor. Uh, Norman. What? Wasn't there a camera going when it happened? I mean, wouldn't the whole thing be on film?
0: Yeah, you're right. We did shoot the scene. Oh, well, could we see it? Yeah. Come on, I'll see if the dailies were processed.
1: Director Norman Sharnoff was visibly shaken and came to this reporter for comfort and advice. Mother said there'd be days like this. Tomorrow I'll have an exclusive interview with the elusive Robin Albright, and wouldn't it be just like a Hollywood movie if her secret admirer and the mystery man in the window were one and the same? More Clay Pigeons to come. M.C.
0: Can I see you, Matt? Oh, sure. Everybody. Not all good. We saw the rushes last night. They didn't show a thing. We got trouble. There's a leak. What are you talking about? Your friend with the typewriter got through to the papers. I just got word in the studio. They're going crazy back there with phone calls. They want to know if it's true that Robin had something to do with Helm's death. Oh, brother. Does Taylor know about this? I don't know. Well, I better go find Millie before Taylor does. You better
1: find her before Robin does. <laughs>
2: I mean to sue you and your editor for every penny you could ever hope to make. Robin,
1: darling, you're talking gibberish. Your career will skyrocket from the publicity.
2: Oh, you're so full of beans. Now get out of
1: my sight. I've put down fresh newspaper in my birdcage, Robin, dear. The little sparrow's hungry. Would you like to feed her the name of your tittle dove? Oh, (laughs) here.
0: Millie, what have you done?
2: Norman, I'm quitting.
0: Oh, look, you've got tents.
2: Get her away from me before I kill her. You don't have to threaten me, dear. Well, it's Sergeant Taylor.
1: I
0: suppose you read the newspaper. Yep. We're going to have a little talk, Miss Clay.
1: You can't stop me from printing the truth.
0: I don't know about that, but I have some bad news for everyone. We found Mitchell Varga. He's dead. <coughs> something going on at your local international dealer right now would you buy the other pickup from international you get four hold it hold it what's this the other pickup from international what's that well there are two pickups out there that outsell everybody else you know who they are Uh go ahead well we're the other pickup the one with the wider track lower center of gravity the one with great handling and stability the other pickup from international Uh okay all right. right now should i go ahead until July 20th, you get four Firestone gas-saving steel-belted radial tires when you buy a new international pickup at participating dealer. The other pickup. Right. Ah, go ahead. You get these gas-saving radials at no extra cost on most models, and they're worth $290 suggested retail price. No extra cost? Right. Go Go ahead, I know. And you get a free tire gauge just for coming in. And correctly inflated tires help you get better mileage. So stop at your local international... Okay, hold it. No. Are you telling me that all I have to do is stop at my local international dealer and he'll give me a tire gauge free, there's nothing to buy? That's right. I'll buy that. Go ahead, go ahead. You're under emotional strain, Miss Albright, but could you please answer the question?
2: Oh, it's so terrible. It's like a nightmare.
0: You knew Mitchell Varga?
2: Yes. We were almost married once. I married someone else. And it's my fault that he's dead.
0: Oh, there, there, Miss Albright. It'll all be over soon. Have you been seeing Mr. Varga lately?
2: No. I didn't know he would be here. I didn't even know he doubled for Paul Helms. They were so different. Mitch was so. Sensitive.
0: You didn't like Mr. Helms?
2: How could I? How could anybody? He was the most arrogant man I ever met.
0: You didn't kill him. What? That was a statement, not a question.
2: Of course I didn't kill him. I hated him, but I wouldn't kill him.
0: Miss Clay referred to a secret admirer in her latest column. That would be Mitchell Varga?
2: Don't tell me you believe that woman.
0: Oh, well, personally, I can't stand her. Uh, my wife, on the other
2: hand... Are, are you saying that Mitch pushed Paul Helms out that window?
0: He couldn't have. Mitch was dead before it happened.
2: What? Well, can't you stop Millie Clay from writing those lies?
0: Oh, I couldn't, but I've let her do it up till now.
2: You knew she called in that story? Mm-hmm. Well, Why?
0: Professional reasons. There's something you should understand, Miss Albright. The very first thing I did when I was assigned to this case was hire Millie Clay. She's working for me. <laughs> studio junking the picture? Yeah, and will write it off. We'll still get our money. Uh-huh, if we ever get out of this desert. What do you make of this latest development? You mean about Mitch? Yeah. Beats me. I thought he killed Helm, and no, I don't know what to think. Taylor talked to the studio, told him he'd see to it that Millie was muzzled. No, it's a little late for that, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Do you ever feel like a nightcap? No, thanks. I'm drained. I think I'll turn in. Okay, I'll see you in the morning, Good night, Good night, Norman. Otherwise, you won't feel a thing. (laughs) She's not there, Herb. What? How did you... Drop the pipe. Drop it. Oh, I I, I didn't mean to, but that Paul! I couldn't stand the way he treated Robin. Always calling her names and touching her. She hated him, and so did I. So I... Millie, what a terrible woman. She was on to me. I had to get rid of her. It was Mitch I didn't mean to kill. I, I just tapped him, just a little tap. I I didn't want him to die. I did it for her? For Robin. I loved her. I, mean, I never told her, but I had to prove it to her. I had to show her. Well, you chose the wrong way, I'm afraid. Herbert Griffin? Yes. I'm placing you under arrest on two counts of first-degree murder. Oh. <laughs>
1: Lunch today at Salvino's with the stunning Robin Albright, just back from two weeks in sunny Acapulco. She told me between bites of pasta of her new three-picture deal with Yupaskin's Productions. How the lady stays so trim, I'll never know. This reporter pushed her leafy salad around the plate throughout the entire meal. Dear Norman Shawnoff rides from Kyoto where he's scouting locations for his upcoming thriller, The Velvet Scepter. Oh, I wish I were there too, Norman. A special CP to Yvonne and Rich Taylor of Mojave. You have a standing invitation to my humble canyon digs if and when you can stand my cooking. I promise not to serve any clay pigeons, you beautiful people. (laughs) At least until tomorrow. M.C. I want that. Sinus medicine. Headache tablets? No, sinus medicine. Sinus tablets. Helps the headache and the pressure.
0: Oh, you mean sign off? Exactly. Headache pain is one thing, a sinus headache is something else. Sometimes your whole face can seem to throb with pain. You want relief. Take sign off tablets. S I N E O F F. The sinus medicine that gives you a full dose of pure aspirin plus a sinus drainer. Sign off. The sinus medicine that helps relieve sinus pain while you drain. And SignOff doesn't stop there. Have you tried SignOff sinus spray? The fastest known form of sinus congestion relief. It works in seconds. That's sign off sinus spray. When sinus flares up, use sign off tablets and spray only as directed.
1: S-I-N-E-O-F-F. Sign off. Exactly.
0: Sign off. The sinus medicines in the bright red box. I'm Rod Serling. Close your eyes. Exercise your imagination. And join us again on our next presentation of The Zero Hour. Clay Pigeons is an original radio drama by Kim Weisskopf. Lee Merriweather was heard as Millie Clay. Featured in the cast were Ben Wright, Maggie Malilly, Olin Soul, Byron Kane, and Joe DeSantis. Zero Hour, rated by J.M. Coles, directed by Don Hills, is produced in Hollywood for the Mutual Broadcasting System by Radio Productions Incorporated. Music is composed and conducted by Stanley
2: B. Hoffman,
0: Rochelle Sherman, associate producer. This has been a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting System.